Welcome to the RYR Endurance Team Podcast. We are grateful that you've chosen to tune in and listen. If you are a runner, aspiring runner, triathlete, or aspiring triathlete, you are in the right place. We love sharing what we know about these sports. If you like what you hear, you can always learn more by contacting us at ryrcoach at gmail.com or by visiting our website, ryrenduranceteam.com. Hey, if you enjoy our podcast, please do us a favor. Give us a five-star review and subscribe to our podcast. This helps others find us. Thanks for listening. Good evening, Paula. What's going on, Dino? It's been a long day. Yep. You like that nickname still? Dino? Yeah, it's a good nickname. Good nickname. You and Fred Flintstone. You have another nickname for me, too. Lug. Not that one. Oh, I'm at a loss. <laughs> one you got from VeggieTales. Larry, Larry, Larry. <laughs> yeah, so my name is Larry, but I go by my middle name, Dean. Sometimes I'm called a cucumber. Yep. I like cucumbers. And VeggieTales. Cute show. Yeah. It's a good show. I get a laugh out of it. Ellie doesn't seem to laugh as much as I do. Oh, she grins when the little whistle comes on. <laughs> And then she always looks at the end when Larry the Cucumber says, Remember, kids, God made you special. And then Bob the Tomato says, And he loves you very much. And she grins. Yeah, she's sweet. So I've been following the headlines of the 2021 Consumer Electronics Show this week. Excitement never ends in the Roberts household. Pretty interesting, the new technology that's coming out. There are some new robots, which there are robots every year. But uh, there was one this year that was mentioned yesterday or today about helping kids who are isolated during the pandemic, help them develop their social skills. So that's a pretty cool idea. There was a little robot pet that is considered a comfort pet, and it was pretty cute. Just a little gray furball. I don't remember the name of it. I've seen some creepy looking fake cats before like that. Yeah, this is similar. Uh, But what I thought was really cool in the tech show was some smart sunglasses. The company name is Julbo, J-U-L-B-O. They announced a pair of smart sunglasses called Evade-1. That's Evade without an E on the end. And they're advertised for cycling, which is a pretty cool idea. And I watched a video on them, and they display the speed, the time, the average speed, the heart rate. But I was surprised they didn't seem to be showing the power or the cadence. So that got my mind to spinning you know, what other technology is out there for triathletes. And I was reminded of the Iolite GPS swim goggles that we had looked at a while back. I believe they came out in 2014. And I did a little bit of research. There are several brands of smart goggles that can keep you swimming in the right direction. And some even provide on-screen data that would be really helpful in the pool. You know what else can help you swim in the right direction? What's that? Swimming straight. <laughs> point to point and sighting yes and sometimes the wind is blowing that can create some challenges or if there's a current but yeah swimming straight is always a good idea (laughs) but back to sunglasses it turns out there are several brands of smart sunglasses for cyclists and runners Uh, one pair from solos s-o-l-o-s looks really cool it had power data it had speed pace even had turn by turn directions that show up in your view and it also um, had an audible of the uh, turn by turn directions and and your speed and your power 
So that was pretty cool. So uh, I'm starting to work on next year's Christmas list already. Oh, boy. Spe- <laughs> speaking of Audible and Christmas, now that you've got me these AirPod Pros. Yes. My watch actually speaks to me. That's pretty cool. And you have the 9... 9- 35? 245. You have the Garmin Forerunner 245. For my running. With music. Yes. That's pretty cool. Right, but I never knew she talked. She'd been communicating to me. When you put my workouts in with actual target paces, she'll let me know if I'm above or below those target paces. Hmm. But if you put in RPE... We're good. She doesn't talk so much. Yeah. One of our athletes commented this past week saying, hey, I really appreciate the way you set up structured workouts with the RPE so that my watch isn't complaining about pace all the time. Now, sometimes we're going to use pace, but a lot of times we just focus on RPE. True. Anyway, instead of talking about your Christmas list today, I mean, it is January. Maybe we could talk about motivation. So one of our friends likes to say, you know, we're only 50 weeks away from Christmas. Yeah, he's not my friend in January when he starts that. (laughs) Yes, let's talk about motivation, and so I just thought of a new motivation for me, and that's to try out all the latest in technology. And make your Christmas list. And make my Christmas list. Right. All right, well, seriously, though, let's get started. Our focus on this podcast is on endurance athletes, and specifically, we try to customize what we talk about, even though we get off track from time to time. We try to focus on running and triathlon in previous episodes. You and I have told our stories about how we became endurance athletes ourselves, but let's go a little bit further today and talk about motivation. What causes seemingly normal people to do endurance sports? So what is normal? You and I have been training for so long. This is normal for us. When we aren't training, we tend to miss it. As coaches, we get some of that same fulfillment out of educating, planning, encouraging, and partnering with our athletes. But I still have big goals, and I know you do as well. And I'm looking forward to working towards those. Yeah. So first motivation that I want to talk about is really probably a motivation that didn't develop for me until later. But I had gotten a serious injury in 2013 where I actually broke my femur and so as I went through that whole process I just realized that even being able to run is just a gift from the Lord and we shouldn't take it for granted. So as I was out recovering and finally got to the point where I could go out and walk and try to jog a few steps I would see others running and just really pray that God restore me and that if he did, I never wanted to take it for granted again and I wanted to use that to serve him. Yeah. So to me, my biggest motivation right now is that I'm able to do it and I don't want to take it for granted. It's easy to take for granted when things are going great, but we sure do miss it when things aren't going great. But it's during those times that we look back and can really appreciate how much we've uh, accomplished and how much we've enjoyed and all the good times. So I know one of your motivations has always just been the challenge. You're always setting a bigger go and you're always enjoying figuring out the small steps that it's going to take to accomplish those goals. I know you getting to the 2016 Ironman World Championship was just an accumulation of doing that, setting harder and harder goals for yourself and taking the steps necessary to get there. You're always looking for a new challenge and setting new goals. Yeah, I enjoy a challenge, and it reminds me, our son Jacob has started playing chess, and every Sunday after lunch, he brings out the chess board and wants to play. 
And I've never really studied the game of chess, but I understand all the moves. At least I thought I did. There are a couple of rules that Jacob brings up that I'm not familiar with, like castling and en passant. You like <laughs> I'm sorry, my, what? You like my French? Uh, en passant. <laughs> I'm not going to go into what those are because I'd probably say it wrong, but I may have to start learning chess because he beats me almost every time. But my dad likes to say even a blind squirrel finds a nut every once in a while. So that's how I am with chess. Every once in a while, without really knowing what I'm doing, I end up winning. So Not very often. So you know what I'm usually doing while you're challenging yourself with chess? What's that? Skip bow. Yeah. <laughs> Mindless entertainment. I think we've mentioned skip bow before. <laughs> I think I'm just going to see how many podcast we can naturally incorporate skip bow yeah we could do that but back to motivation uh yes i do enjoy a challenge even when i go to the pool i often set an alert to time myself for each length of the pool so i may set my watch to beep every 25 seconds to gauge my speed per length and if the watch vibrates before i push off the wall I know I'm falling behind and have to pick it up. If I had one of those pair of smart goggles, I would (laughs) always know how fast I'm going. Did I mention putting those on my Christmas list? I think that might be the third time. (laughs) But as I do intervals, I'll lower that time per length to uh, give me an alert to force me to go a little bit faster. So to me, that challenge of staying ahead of beeps really motivates me. Yeah, and fortunately, my coach who happens to be you, is flexible and realizes not everyone is feels motivated and challenged in the same way. When I first started training for Ironman Louisville, you would put in times where I would, instead of saying, do your 50 at tempo and rest 15 seconds and repeat, you would say, do your... 50 on the on the 35 or on the 40 or on the 50 and like I had a certain time and instead of really focusing on my form and focusing on swimming fast I was stressing over the watch beep so it's definitely not motivational for me but fortunately you adjusted and my swim fitness increase so it's more than one way to yeah everybody train. learns differently so what was your motivation for doing your first Ironman well I think some of it may have been discussed when we talked about the interview but for me it was just something new something different I had seen you compete in several and I knew that it would cause me to have to be very disciplined in my daily training and it was just a big, scary go, and I like a challenge. Yeah. And for me, I probably am one of the few who enjoys the process of training more than I actually enjoy the race itself. Yeah, the race was the icing on the cake. Definitely. You trained pretty hard, though. I had a very good coach. Thank you. So I challenged myself to run a 1,000 miles the first year I started running. That's really when I switched from a spectator to a participant. So challenge, I guess, has been a pretty good motivator for me. Yeah. I have a friend who's turning 50 this year. He shared that he plans to run 50 miles on his 50th birthday. That'll be a challenge. I haven't stepped into the ultras yet, but maybe that'll be a big goal for me at some point. Maybe that'll be a challenge in the coming years. We shall see. So in addition to challenge, a lot of endurance athletes do it for the competition aspect. It's important to them to be on the podium 
whether it be overall or in age group. Sometimes this is more prevalent with youth sports, high school, college, and also with elite athletes. When they compete, it's not really just about their time. It's about the other people in the race, too, and finishing ahead of others. So it can also be about helping your team. I know it's really important for that fifth cross-country runner to get his or her time and place Mm-hmm. as low as possible right right so, so some people just really want to be the top compared to the field whereas others are more likely just to compete against themselves mm-hmm. that kind of brings me back to strava and zwift there's a lot of people who want to make sure they have the fastest strava segment if there's a segment nearby or i know a lot of people are really motivated by software programs like zwift though it's more of a social media platform for bikers so zwift can bring racing into your home every day so That can be a great thing, but Zwift bringing (laughs) racing into your home every day can also be a bad thing because when you're supposed to be doing an easy day, you might be taken off if you're competitive like that. Yeah. Not me, of course. Yeah, so some people, when they're racing on Zwift, it's to, uh, to get the gold, silver, or bronze medal, but for others, it's the racing just to, to not get dropped. Like you say, it's really hard to ride Zwift on an easy day. It's so hard not to react to all these other virtual bikers going right past you. So another motivation is as a social outlet, some of my best friends are endurance athletes. And I really enjoy the conversations we have when we train together. You have a close-knit group that you train with and travel with. When we can't coordinate our schedules to train with our friends, it makes a difference. It can get lonely on those long rides and long runs. It also helps having friends to help set the pace or you know, break the wind on the bike or just tell a joke <laughs> or tell a story. Oh my goodness, where is this podcast going? <laughs> but one of my friends, Jimmy Briggins, he likes to tell stories. He's a few years older than I am. And then I'm a few years older than some of the other guys that we run with. But Jimmy has some of the funniest stories. We may need to interview him for a podcast or for a blog. I've been thinking about 1982 Boston Marathon, the duel in the sun, because Jimmy was there. So I hear. (laughs) So I also enjoy running as a social outlet for myself. It's funny because I would classify myself as a huge introvert. So that year that I ran a thousand miles, they were all solo miles, unless you were occasionally on your bike riding beside me. But over the years, I've really developed close friendships. I know I've talked about the squad, the the four of us who just kind of formed a tight-knit group over the years. And uh, actually, we got together and ran, the four of us got together and ran this morning for the first time. Wow, that has been a long time. It's been a, it's been probably over a year since all four of us have been together but the thing that's so great about them is it's we never miss a beat we pick up right where we left off i've also formed tons of other friendships there's just a great running community i run with bethany a lot and you know she is my daughter but she's also a great friend and Mm-hmm. Mitzi and Suzanne and Caitlin and I can't even think of everybody. Yeah. Terry, we just there's just a ton of us that really enjoy each other's company and run together. Well, I'm glad you were able to have some social time on your run this morning. Yep, that was fun. 
So another motivating factor for people who do endurance sports is it can be a huge stress reliever. I know when I go out and run with my girlfriends, just the chit-chat and the bantering back and forth and the funny stories, it relieves a ton of stress. But also sometimes when I just run by myself, I pop in some praise and worship music and listen to that, or I'll pop in a podcast, or sometimes I'll just silently run and just enjoy total quiet and serenity so i think it's a huge stress reliever for me yeah yeah, for me too another motivation for many people it starts off being to lose weight and endurance activities are great for burning calories which is one aspect of weight loss but some people get frustrated when they increase their exercise but they don't see the results on the scales but often the reason is that the increased calorie burn is offset by eating more calories so we know to lose weight one needs to manage both the calories in and the calories out yeah and that's 100 percent true and i know for me when i swim i can swim a hundred yards and get out of the pool and think i need to eat 2,000 calories because i just feel hungry after i swim But it's definitely, exercise is definitely a step in the right direction toward overall getting a grip on weight, I think. Yeah, and oftentimes if people can find that right balance of exercise and and eating, they become lifelong endurance athletes. Yeah, but I think on a related note, more importantly than just weight loss, because I think a lot of people enter into it to begin with for weight loss, but the gains in fitness is what really makes a difference, the whole composition of your body changes you just overall become a healthier person and especially you and i getting a little bit older we start thinking more about our future and we want to be healthy as we age we want to be around a long time for all the sweet grandchildren we end up with you know (laughs) yeah so so we want to stay active we want to keep our heart healthy we make good food choices at least most of the time i'll say you're better at that than i am anyway i think all this just gives us a better better chance of enjoying our children and our grandchildren and then also them enjoying us rather than having to take care of us. Yeah, and hopefully we're setting a good example for how to take care of our our bodies and also on the spiritual front, trying to be good spiritual leaders in our home as well. You know, some people, they'll get an annual physical or they'll have some kind of medical emergency and then reality sets in and they realize they've got to make a change and And I had a moment like that. I've always been very active, but when I saw my cholesterol numbers increasing year after year and my doctor consistently saying that I needed to take medication to get it under control, I finally just made a decision, a life decision, that I was going to take care of this. And so I've just drastically changed my eating habits. My exercise has stayed the same. And it's been difficult in the home some because you know I fix my meal, you fix your meal, and we, we <laughs> eat together. It makes it great for me. It makes it great for you because mm-hmm. you get to eat all of what you cook. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you are a good cook, that's for sure. But uh, we've found the right balance of nutrition what what works for me works and what works for you works for you and but i'm looking forward to going to the doctor again in february i think the doctor's going to be impressed with my cholesterol numbers i'm hoping you're right and i'm, I'm praying that uh, they are much better we know our bodies are his temple right that's right so he wants us to take care 
of ourselves. I mean, after all, he did create us in his image. And he loves us so much that he even knows the number of hairs on our head. It's easier for him to count some than others. <laughs> I resent that comment. You resent it or you resemble it? Both. Okay, he was just checking. So anyway, he knows the number of our days as well. But I do think we have the responsibility to be good steward of the life he's given us. Yeah, both our bodies and, and all the talents he's given us as well. So another reason why people participate in endurance athletics is for the entertainment. Some people enjoy playing chess. Some people enjoy going to the movies or playing video games. Some people like woodworking or painting or sawing puzzles. But for some of us... Skip bow. We like skip bow. <laughs> Uh, we like Rayo's spaghetti sauce. We do. And we like training and racing. That's fun for us. It's not always easy because we set big goals and we push ourselves hard, but we really do it because we enjoy it. Yeah, I'd agree with that. And until I was 43 years old, I was on team. Why in the world would anybody run? And I really didn't enjoy it that much the first year when I set the goal to run a thousand miles because it wasn't natural. <laughs> it took me a while. I mean, you grew up since third grade running, so mm -hmm. I'm sure it all feels natural to you. But once my body conditioned and I found a tight-knit group of friends like it, it has, it's become a great way to entertain myself. So would you say it's an acquired taste? It would definitely be an acquired taste if you didn't grow up running you probably didn't realize it was probably an acquired taste for you too it happened early. it did happen early <laughs> so to our listeners why do you swim why do you bike why do you run or why don't you there's so many reasons to, to jump in the water or race down the road it could be for the challenge it could be for the competition it could be stress relief there's so many reasons uh, it could be to lose weight or to be healthier but hopefully above all these hopefully you do it because you enjoy it, because we sure do. As with all of our podcasts, we like to share a scripture. God has called me and you to this lifestyle and into coaching. So I'd like to share Colossians 3, verses 15 through 17. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, since as members of one body you were called to peace. And be thankful. Let the message of Christ dwell among you richly as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom through psalms and hymns and songs from the Spirit, singing to God with gratitude in your heart. And whatever you do, whether in word or in deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through Him. So besides all the motivation we've already mentioned, let us swim, bike, and run with all that God has given us. And I would just pray that our attitude and our activities and our results will be honoring to Him. So I hadn't read the scripture that you were going to share today, but I think that kind of goes back to what I threw in at the beginning as far as my motivation now is just not taking it for granted, knowing that this is a gift that God has given us, and therefore how can we then turn it around to honor Him and share Him with others. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. So if you liked our podcast and you'd like to become a part of the conversation, we'd love for you to find us on Facebook. We're RYR Endurance Team, and you can just search that and we'll let you into the group. At RYR Endurance Team, we specialize in customized coaching. What is customized coaching? It's more than a training plan. It's a relationship. It's a partnership. So what are your goals? What are you training for? Contact us at ryrcoach at gmail.com or visit us on our website 
ryrenduranceteam.com. Hey, if you enjoy our podcast, please do us a favor. Give us a five-star review and subscribe to our podcast. This helps others find us. Thanks for listening.